Conversations with the wayward and the wise. This is your host, Dr. Ila Manga, coming to you from Johannesburg, South Africa. Threads of Healing is the space for exploring what healing could mean by having deep conversations with wisdom keepers, doctors, artists, storytellers, fact finders, and visionaries. We bring awareness to the voices who have answered their call to heal and to discover a new way of living, breathing and being in the world and will inspire you to do the same. My guest today is a woman who has an incredible way of just lighting up a room and bringing joy to all who she encounters. She is a gifted writer, a communication specialist, an entrepreneur and a creative spirit who weaves her skill of writing with her gift of healing to transform lives. Her business, Room 206, is a targeted writing and media boutique and has become a powerful platform for businesses to tell their stories. While her transformative writing workshops and book coaching processes intuitively and skillfully guide people through the process of finding and releasing their own voice, She's a fascinating woman who I am really blessed to call a dear friend. Natasha Fracciola, welcome to Threads of Healing. Oh, Ela, thank you so much for such a warm welcome. Dear heart, dear friend, it is really something special to be sitting with you here today. Thank you. So when did you first fall in love with words? Hmm. Well, you know, I think I've had a journey with words my whole life, really. Um, I definitely know that I was writing poetry from a very young girl. So around 10 or 11, I had um, my own little notebooks, which I still have today, unfinished notebooks, the plight of a, of, of a writer. You never finish your notebook. You've got pages and pages of work and then empty, empty pages. So I had a lot of notebooks and a lot of poems. I started with poetry. And I would actually write Afrikaans poetry as well. Can you even believe wow. that? Yeah, I mean, I'm my, it's not my mother tongue, but yet I would try and challenge myself. So I'd write a poem in English and then I would try to write the poem in Afrikaans. I don't know how successful that was, but I loved poetry. That was my first encounter really with the creative side of writing. Um, and then from 18, I actually began a freelance journey. So while I was studying... I started writing feature articles, um, long format stories. Wow. And and so, yeah, I mean, I think my journey started really when I was a young girl and, and has never left me. Um, it's a special journey and a special relationship I have with words and writing. Yes. You also have a special relationship with your intuition. Do you think that your gift of intuition and your gift of writing are related? Definitely. Um, probably about maybe 10 years ago, I probably, probably wouldn't have said so much because I didn't understand it. Uh, intuition is a beautiful word, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, but it's also a very layered word. Mm. Um, and we're all gifted with intuition. Yes. But we don't understand it that well. 
And I have been on that journey too, and I'm still learning about it every day. Um, and it was, if I can tell you or share a little story, Ela. Yes. Um, in 2013, I had taken a, a bit of a leap of faith from, jumped from corporate um, to start my own business, Room 206. And somewhere along that journey, beginning beginning the, um, the business, I had a calling, for want of a better term. Everyone says, oh, a calling, a calling, you know. I don't want it to sound woohoo because it's not really, for me, it wasn't a calling. It was just like something that kept tapping inside me, you know. It's like an inner voice, your inner whisper almost. Mm, that's exactly it. And it doesn't leave you alone. Mm. It's with you before you go to bed at night. It's with you during the night. It's with you in the morning. It's and it gnaws at you. Mm. Right. And even when you're making a cup of coffee, it's like it doesn't leave you. Um, you almost feel like you need to take the shower to, to get rid of it or, you know, turn down the volume because that's how, that's how loud it is. And, and so, yes, yeah, so I call it a calling. And the calling was you need to do more. You actually need to do more with your life. You need to do um, more with your tools. Mm. I just left a marketing career. So you can imagine my, my conversation here with the universe per se. What tools are we talking about here? Am I meant to be this marketing person? How am I going to teach? How am I going to help people through marketing? What is that about? It's very commercial. And I realized it was actually through writing. And I had never run workshops before. I had never really coached anyone on writing. But I had been writing for a really, really long time. And had a few things published along the way and, you know, very... And, you know, won one or two little awards along the way, but I'd never used it to help others. And that was a big, big thing for me, taking another leap within another leap, you know. So did it just become more and more clear to you as you sat with it? Mm, it did. Um, well, I, I, had to, I had to action it more than sit with it. Right. Um, and I think that's the big thing, you know, to sit with it. You're not going to get your answers. You need to follow it. You know, and that is, for me, that's a description I have. My impression of intuition is hearing it, tapping into it, and following it to understand it. You know, and that's, that's a big thing. You've got to be brave to do it. And, and we're all capable of it, but not all of us. We think we need the how, but actually we just need the why. Wow. That, that is powerful. We just need to know the why. Because... You know, how it's going to turn out, we don't really know. You know, it kind of unfolds as we take the first step. It's like we can't always have the perfect picture of how it's going to look and how it's going to turn out or have the perfect plan. Absolutely, right? yeah, exactly. And, and and I think that's where we go wrong. We stumble. We trip up there. You know, we, we try to manifest this word manifestation. That's another thing, you know, that needs to be unpacked um, duly in this time. Um it's a powerful word, um, and a lot of people speak about manifesting it but, and, and, you know, writing it down in detail, which I agree with. But it doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing has to be perfect. you just got to know why you're doing it and then let it, let it create itself for you. Mm. You know, it will rise up to meet you if you believe in it. So it's almost like a co-creation with, with life. Mm. That it's not always us. It's just when we take the first step, then, you know, life kind of steps forward to meet us. Mm -hmm. And it is a weaving. Mm, a weaving. That's another beautiful word. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a plaiting of, of, you know, what you, you think you are 
with what you're only about to become. And that is so, so powerful. When you start understanding that you're all, we're all here for a purpose, Ela, I really believe that. Um, I'm not in any way unique because I had this calling. I say in inverted commas, no, you know, we all have it. We just have to tap in and listen, mm. you know, um, and be brave enough to follow, I guess, um, because we all need help. Absolutely. Everybody needs support. You know, and if we can just make a difference in one person's life, and that's okay. Your job is done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, to, to uh, wrap up on that story was what happened with that was it wasn't to do with the business, actually, Room 206, that calling. I, I decided to run writing workshops. Yes. Which I had the privilege of attending, I have to say. Mm-hmm. You were in my very first writing workshop in 2013. And I'll never forget it. So, but tell us more about what behind went what went on behind the scenes. So I'm going to bring you in on the story because I knew that I needed to action this. Okay, so what am I going to do? How am I going to find the audience that I'm supposed to help? Tell them here are some pens, here are some pages. Write something and feel it. You know, I mean, this is going to this is tough stuff. You know, I hadn't done, I didn't have a degree in writing therapy. Mm. So I'm just going to lay that on the table. Mm. You know, I didn't have but a degree. that was your intention, actually, <clears throat> is yeah. to support healing through this writing. Yes. Journey, right? Yeah. So, so I actually, um, it was divinely inspired workshops. And I say that proudly, divinely inspired. Okay. It took me tapping into some deeper part of myself to create these workshops. Mm. And I believed that the audience would find me. I believe that whoever needed it would be there. And um but but just to take a, a little step back, what happened was we we <laughs> I have to laugh either. <laughs> I have been saying I've been on a solo journey with this for a very long time, but I've always used the word we <laughs> because I feel I'm working with source. I feel like I'm working with a collective. One of my clients when I first started 206 she knew I was a lone soldier, and I'll never forget. She says, you always say, we'll give back to you or give us a shout. Or in my, yeah. uh, my email's always about we. And she says, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, me and the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but, but it's funny because I've just used that term now because it is that, you know. And so we came up with rite of passage is what we called these workshops um, because it really, for me, was going to be a transformative journey uh, with strangers, people I didn't know. And then I needed a space and I needed someone to believe in this, someone human that I could see, not some ether, you know. <laughs> and there you were, Ila. And I have to commend this moment because that was the start really of our journey. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew that you were running a practice in, in beautiful woodlands mm-hmm. um, out there, um, cradle of it's cradle of mankind mm-hmm, right that area right, yeah. uh, and what a beautiful space and I had I did a lot of healing there too if you recall and I approached you and your your partner at the time Marisa and I pitched you this idea I will never forget how nervous I was I remember sit, sitting in your room out there in the reception area and other people were listening and I was talking to you these two people I don't even know 
about this wonderful idea I have to bring people together in a writing workshop. And this is how I plan it to be. And this is how I wanted to, to charge for it. And this is, and while I was telling you this, my heart was pounding. I'll never forget that because I was like, I don't <laughs> even know what I'm doing here. And you said yes. Mm. Why did you say yes, Ela? I, I just felt the rightness of it. I felt the the joy of it, the power of it. And it was so in alignment with, with what we were trying to do at Woodlands. Just create the space of healing and safety and transformation. And, you know, I have a special relationship with words too. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, you bringing that into the space it felt like support, like deep support for the work that we were trying to do too. Mm. And at that time, I mean, I was also going through my personal journey and um, I started to see that, you know, that there was this this real pandemic at the time of burnout. Mm. And I was trying to formulate my thoughts around that. And I remember just attending that workshop catalyzed something really deep within me. It gave me the courage to kind of put my thinking into a a, a kind of a structured format. And it was after that workshop that I approached you. I pitched my idea to you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. While writing this book. Yeah. And you said yes. You said yes. Mm-hmm. And you guided me through the most incredible process of taking my raw love of words and refining it and shaping it. And I'll never forget those first writing exercises that you gave me. I still have them, actually. <laughs> Good. It's process. It's and all about process. before I even came near the, the actual substance of this book, I had to sit and I had to write those those exercises, mm. those warm-up exercises. Warm-ups, <laughs> yes. That's what we call them, the warm-up exercises. And I remember you saying, oh, my tenses were all wrong. And, you know, we, <laughs> we had to spend a lot of time just cleaning up, um, you know, uh, grammar. But anyway, uh, you know, it was such an incredible personal journey for me. And I think that's what you do for people, you know, you kind of find their unique gift and you extract that and you show it back to them. This was also part of one of the exercises you did mm. at Rite of Passage. Mm-hmm. You brought in little mirrors mm-hmm. and you got people to look into their own eyes. I'll never forget it. It's so profound and it's, it's a practice that I even bring into some of my workshops. And this is your gift. You get people to really, really acknowledge the essence of who they are. Thank and you. And then to translate that into beautiful language. Thank you, Ila. It, it feels good to hear that come from you, firstly, and also just to hear that back at me, you know. Um, it's a beautiful journey. And I, I have to tell you that I think the book coaching journey in itself is where I have witnessed the healing of storytelling and words mm-hmm. in long format, you know, because it takes time to write that book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had writers come to me, and, and I know you were also one of them, where you get to a part in that journey and you just think, I can't do it. You know, you doubt yourself. Um, you might be, you know, hitting a trigger 
that's causing something inside of you mm. um, to blow up and you cry or you, 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 you know, it's just, it's traumatic for you. And I, I've had writers phone me at uh, 12 in the evening crying when they've reached a chapter that they just can't break through because of their own personal story, their own per personal trauma. And so this is um, the book coaching journey or even just writing a book becomes a very personal journey. So whoever's book coaching you should be immersed in it with you um, because when you're working with words, you know, your words have a vibration. Your words also have memory. So words are, it's like a muscle. So when you start using words and you tap into writing something, uh, if I give you an ex a warm-up exercise and I say, Tell, write me, a, write me um, a day in the life of Eli 10, okay? Yeah. You will take five minutes, ten minutes to really immerse yourself in that and those words that are coming through is the memory of your ten-year-old self and you don't even realize it. There's a vibration that you are now pouring onto the page that is the memory of your ten-year-old self. So a very powerful process is to look back or read back your work and that 10-year-old self appears. And that is the trigger. And so when you're writing your story, you're actually healing. It's your healing, whether you're writing it in five minutes on a page, a paragraph or a poem about it, um, or actually taking the leap and writing a, a storybook, you know, your memoir. It's a very deep, deep journey. And it's not to be feared. Yes. But, you know... I used to tell, when I first started on this journey, writers or non-writers actually would come to me and say, um, I'm ready to write my book. I'm ready to tell my story. And I'd be like, okay, well, you, are you ready? Because, you know, ready is the Are you really are, ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because, you know, you have to be ready. That was what I always said. You have to be ready. You have to, because I didn't know what was coming. You have to be ready. But then, Ela, I realized as time has gone on and I've been, I've become more immersed in the process. <clears throat> you don't have to be ready because you're never going to be ready. So what I say now is, are you brave enough? Wow. Are you brave enough? Be brave. And if you can answer me yes, then we go on this journey. And if you're not, that's okay. But I feel bravery and courage is what you need to write. Um, not readiness. You know, because we're never going to be ready to tell our story. So let's just take a little step back now and back to your business, 206. And I mean, I've watched it grow from, you know, being a lone soldier. And now you have an amazing team and you have this incredible space. What's been really interesting for me is how you've weaved your gift of writing and writing therapy into your business. And through the whole lockdown period, you started doing writing workshops online. Mm -hmm, this is right, yes. So tell us a little bit about that process and journey. Because it feels like you've weaved your writing therapy and your business into translating your true calling. Well, really, Ila, in my impression of business is, is there any way else you should be in business to serve? Mm. You should be in business to serve. And I think that's a big question out there. 
what am I serving? What Am I serving from my cup? Am I serving from my overflow? Am I in service? Or am I just doing this for the money? You know? And um, at 206, we have an ethos. Our ethos really is to affect people's lives positively through the power of our words. And when I say that it's in conversation, it's the way we respond to an email, it's the way we run a workshop, it's the work we actually do, the crafting. It starts from the bottom up. And that is our ethos. And so I've tried to bring that in and build that culture over the last eight years. Um, and I'm so grateful to have a team who believes in that too and is um, soldiering on every day with joy. <clears throat> so I think uh, I'd have to say when COVID hit, this felt for, for us as a business um, our time to step up and really live what our ethos is. We didn't realize it at the time, mm. I have to say. Mm. It, it, again, it just kind of it, felt like, okay, this is just, okay, this is what we need to do now as yeah. a business. This is how yeah. we need to, to respond to what's actually happening. Yeah. And, and you know, it was crazy because we were, we were putting our communication to support our clients. Um, communication was big during this time. You know, so clients wanted to have a statement about what was going on, to say things. So we were doing all this wonderful deep-seated writing to help our clients tap into their own vulnerabilities, actually, mm. which is something we've never seen at 206 because we've been a boutique copywriting agency. Don't normally like to use the word agency, but mm. we're a boutique hub. Mm. Um, and we've, we put out copy, mm. you know. We give you website copy. We give you campaign copy. And suddenly there was this call for feelings, you know. Help us write feelings. Tell us how to craft something because we don't know how we feel. So that started happening and we had to really step up. And we sat down as a team and we said, we're all feeling this way. There is a universal sense of um, abandonment maybe, um, isolation, uh, feelings of loneliness, feelings of uncertainty. uncertainty. I can't control this. I... I'm crying every day. I know for a fact I was crying every second day, just feeling the heaviness of everything. Um, and we said, you know what? Let's get people to write about it. It's what we do. It's what we do and it's why we've come. Yeah. So let's step up and do it. So we actually, I'd like to share this process with you. Um, my team and I started writing positive stories every day. So this was a culture that we said, okay, you know what? We need to experience it too. So let's step outside of our sadness, our worry, our panic that our business may even close any day. And let's really remember some positive things in our lives. You know, let's tap into our imagination. Let's write from a place of joy. Let's speak to only positive and the story has to end positively. So myself, Kaylin, and Leanne went on a journey ourselves at the start of lockdown of writing these positive stories. Then we would share it with each other and we would be emotional. And we said, you know what? Let's put this to everyone. Let's ask people to do what we have just been doing. And forget about the word COVID. Forget about pandemic. Forget about the struggle. And write from the place where you are. And think about the joy. And the, the idea was... Positive pages, little stories for a lot of joy. And we wanted, we wanted 206. That was the aim. We actually, for our 206, yes. we wanted 206 <laughs> stories. We thought that would be beautiful to create an ebook. 
And we got about 230 entries, of which we have now, after a selected process, we have 170 odd stories that have been formed in an ebook, you know. So, um, Ila, it was, this has been the most incredible journey. Positive pages for us as a team changed the game for us um, emotionally. Mm. All of us have, um, have found something very special in this, in this journey, ourselves. Yes. So we're all living on edge. We're all living with our walls up. There's no time other than now, really, to, to reconnect with ourselves first. Because if we can't reconnect with ourselves, we're not going to be able to reconnect with anyone else, you know. So, yeah, so Ila, the positive pages, really, it's been a positive experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but very, very deep-seated for, I think, everybody that's been on that journey. Um, and I'm so grateful for my team who pushed through to make this happen through our own struggles, Ila. Yeah. We're all going through a similar reality, and they found a way to break through and just do something for someone else. And also to work with our own feelings, emotions, vulnerability as a creative process, as a, a creative energy that can then be expressed. And, you know, it's, it feels that when we allow ourselves to really drop through our own pain and really touch something that sits in a space that feels dark, that it's right there, that we are able to extract a gem, that we are able to kind of take this this jewel that can only be found at the bottom of the ocean where it is dark. Mm, Absolutely. And and you know it well, Ila, because breathwork is that free resource that you can learn to tap into and go there. And writing is the same. It is a free resource to you. Mm. It's a pen and a paper, and it's you and God, whoever your God may be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that because you know, writing for me personally has always been part of my own personal journey of self-awareness and healing and I, <sighs> I think that I've always, you know, had this relationship with words too, like I said. Mm. And so when I came across Julia Cameron's work, The Artist's Way, I started doing morning pages. Yes. And I found it to be such a cathartic process, you know, and, and many people kind of when I suggest this, they freak out thinking that, you know, how am I going to write three whole full pages every day. Mm -hmm. But it's really fascinating what happens is that it starts with, okay, what's in your conscious mind? And then then it starts to flow. And then something happens where it opens up a doorway into something that's far deeper, something that resides within you that is not always easy to access. And somehow you land up writing just so much. And when you reflect on it, you know, you wonder where did that actually come from? Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to a place within us that is so vast, that is so connected, that is part of a collective. Mm. You know, so not only are we tapping into a deep part of our own personal subconscious, but it also feels as if we are tapping into a collective in a way when we work with words when we work with breath, when we work with creative processes. Mm. 
And, you know, I think that, you know, community, communication and creativity are the foundations with which to move forward into this world that is emerging. Mm. And creativity is such a, a beautiful layered experience, you know, um, and, and a lot of people shy away from it because they think, oh, I have had to study creativity to be creative. Or I'm know? not a creative yeah. person. Yeah, you know, that is a line I really do not enjoy when I hear something. I'm not a creative. Oh, no, I'm not creative at all. However, you are creating every day. You are in process with your relationships, with your team members, with the craft that you do, with the way you serve from source or serve in general. You are creating so creativity is huge. With the writing side of it, we start, as you said, with a free write where you get out of your gunk. Mm. You know, you step outside of your state of mind because state of mind is not real. So your daily page is what you were doing is exactly that. You were stepping outside of your state of mind in order to get to your state of soul. Because state of mind is just a collection of stories from yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's all your anxieties. It's all the stuff you've heard. It's the news broadcast you've been absorbing. It's everything. And so when you write those daily pages or when you write your um, evening pages or when you do a free write for five minutes and you don't think and you just write, you slowly, slowly mm. start to get rid of that state of mind the words almost just drop off the page mm -hmm. without you even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, as you speak of this doorway, you enter what we call in our, you know, in our workshops, the Acropolis of yourself. The Acropolis of yourself. You know, it's it's the ruins of yourself. It's it's the place that has all your trauma, all your childhood memories, all the broken bits all the uh, the triggers, all the cracks, and it's there for you, and it's yours, and it's beautiful, you know. Mm. And we ask you to write from that place, from your Acropolis, mm. where you're vulnerable, where you're joyful, where you're wise, where you're wise and where you're wild. And wayward. And wayward <laughs> and crazy and hanging off the chandeliers. You can be whatever you want. It's your Acropolis. It's your higher ground. Actually, the word Acropolis means highest point, top of. Wow. So it's your highest ground that you are actually tapping into. And that, to your point of creativity, Ela, is where the creativity comes. Because as you said, co-creating, you start to co-create the story and you don't even know what you're writing. I have had many non-writers in my writing workshops that can't believe the work they've produced just from a five-minute free ride. They don't even know who wrote that. And how empowering. Mm -hmm. that someone can, you know, leave from a process like that, the piece of work that is them, that's an expression of the essence of who they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are all poets. Really, we are all poets. I believe this wholeheartedly. I've seen it for people who've never picked up a pen to write anything. And they have, they have written the most beautiful lines. Lines of impact, sentences of impact that would hit a soul right where it needs to, you know. So, you know, one of the things that really strikes me about you is your absolute passion. <laughs> and, you know, you've really taught me to celebrate, to celebrate small moments, to celebrate life, you know, to make something 
come alive. Just any moment, you will make it special. And even if you know, I give you a gift, for example, you will bring your full presence into it and notice everything in detail. And this is what you do. This is what you know who you are. So tell us a little bit about this passion. Do you do you think that it's something that you have inherited? So you've come from a from a very strong maternal lineage of mm. very powerful Lebanese woman. Mm-hmm. And I've met your grandmother, <laughs> met your mother. She's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> that she is. You know, I, I mean, and often we think about us in inheriting trauma, but we also inherit gifts. You know, ha, have you considered your maternal inheritance, what you feel you'd like to carry forward or what you feel really is alive within you and what you feel like you've, you'd like to let go of? Mm, it's a big question, Ela. It and it's a, it's a layered question. Um, I, I will say this, and I, I come from a, a, a line of very strong, celebrated women. Um, the men in our family celebrate the strength of our woman. Um, which is remarkable to witness. Uh, our women are, we fly in our family uh, group because, really because we have the support of our family and our men. Mm. You know, this is, this is a discussion all on its own. Yeah. But that said, my lineage has taught me strength. Um, it's taught me never to give up. And it's taught me to celebrate. It's taught me to bring um, the goddess in me to the table, you know, and the woman in my family, and I'm so proud to say, are courageous. Mm. That courage embodies them because we come from a humble background and we somehow, we've been struck by a lot of trauma. Mm. You know, in my lifetime, I've witnessed that. But even pre-me, pre, pre me, um, trauma has been, it's, it's followed us as a family, and the women have stepped up into their light um, and have shone. And uh, that I want to keep with me forever. If I can only be half the woman my grandmothers have been and my mother has been and my aunts have been, um, oh, I'd be very blessed. However, <laughs> however, um, strength has its own downfalls. You know, um, and I think that's been a big part of my journey. Um, sometimes as a woman, we're too strong for our own good. And we become our own worst enemy because nothing's good enough. We've got to be the strong ones. We've got to be the ones that are survivors. You know, we beat our chests eventually because we can do it all on our own, you know. Um, and the truth is we can't, Ella. We shouldn't want to do it all on our own. And I've seen what strength can do to strong women, and it's done it to me too. You know, when you're living too much in strength and not enough in surrender, and you've walked a journey with me personally on that, um, you lose your way. You can easily lose your way. So what I'd like to maybe dispose of, (laughs) 
as a strong <laughs> woman is, you know, I'd like to dial down the strength a little so that I can really tap into my feminine um, because love is a feminine vibration. The word love, it vibrates in a feminine way. So I'm never going to love myself enough. I'm never going to know what self-love is if I can't embrace the feminine, right? If I'm always on in survival mode, I'm never going to love. And I'm never going to, no one's ever going to be good enough for me. No one's going to ever love me enough because I'm not enough for myself. So really, I think women today should just try and find a balance, if you can, between strength and surrender. Because both are so powerful, you know. Again, that Acropolis, you know. And that's a lifelong journey in itself right there, right? That's a, a daily choice, a daily awareness mm -hmm. that we are constantly negotiating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, and I mean, in the spirit of Women's Month, that would be, that would really be my message, <laughs> I would say. Like, start becoming aware of when you're playing too strong. Mm -hmm. Um, dial it down and start tapping into surrender because that is that is where our strength lies as a woman, actually, in the vulnerability. We know this. Brene Brown speaks of it extensively. But really, it's a journey. You have to practice it. And you can practice it through breathing, Ela, as you know, and through writing. You can practice your surrender through writing and just saying how you feel, what you feel, where you want to be, how you want to be, all on the page. How do you practice it right now? At the moment in my life, I do morning pages oh, as well. Yes. I do morning pages. Right. I find it very meditative as well. Um, and I still write poetry, actually. Mm. You know, uh, I find early mornings are my best. So yes. I may write a poem at like 5.30 in the morning and something that just comes. And I'm not, I'm not judging it. I'm not picking at it. I'm not in my work mode in my edit, with my editor's cap. I'm just like, well... This is cool. <laughs> Maybe we'll publish it one day. Maybe we won't, you know. And that's okay. And it was your poem co-created with your guides, with your God, with you in that morning, you know. And that's my surrender. And that's how I like to take care of the top of my day, you know. If I can manage it that way, I don't always get it right, but I try. Mm. Yeah. Wow, Natasha, this has been just the most incredible hour chatting to you. Has it been an hour? <laughs> it has. <laughs> I think you we and could I could go speak on for another day. Absolutely. It's been, it's been really um, such an honor to be in this room with you, Dr. Ilamanga. And I just have to share with the listeners that this podcast really has a lot to do with, with you and, and our weaving together. You know, I had this kind of gut whisper, this gnawing thing that you spoke about earlier that just kind of nudged me, you know, do this thing, do this thing, do this thing. With her, with her, with her. her. No, yeah, exactly. it was, and you knew I, I was know, a keeper. No, whenever <laughs> I have that thing, whenever I, ha I hear that whisper, I know that voice, I have to bring it to Tash. Um, wow. Tash needs to help me ground this thing. Tash has to help me make sense of this thing. And you did. You know, you introduced me to, to Albert and, and, and Tamsin and this incredible organization, Human, that's sponsoring this entire podcast series. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, yeah, you know, you gave me the courage to say yes and to do this. And, um, yeah, I mean, we can go back into the long story of where this all began with us. But uh, I think this is the perfect place just to wrap up this conversation. And, and I just want to say from my side, Ida, I see you. <laughs> I see you and I love you. <laughs> You're out there doing God's work, actually, whichever God it is, you're doing light work. And and this is going to change hearts, minds, and bodies for, for an inspired well-being. And I'm only honored, honored and humbled to have worked with you this long and to be sitting in a room with you today, exploring and celebrating ourselves as a driving force together and how we've co-created with beautiful people like Tammy and Albert and their teams and what they've done to bring this podcast together. This is co-creation and it's absolute Absolutely. finest. So thank oh, you. It's, it's been a joy. A joy. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Matash. Thank you for listening to Threads of Healing, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ila Manga. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And feel free to leave a review and tell us what you think. If you have found this podcast inspiring and useful, and you know someone who would too, please feel free to pass this along.